ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد سنادن we're discussing some of the du'as that you read before going to sleep. Some of the supplications that a Muslim should make before going to sleep. And the Shaykh mentions here, لَقَدْ أَرْشَدَ النَّبِيُّ الْكَرِيمُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ الْمُسْلِمَ عِنْدَمَا يَأْوِي إِلَى فِرَاشِهِ لينام إلى جملة من الآداب العظيمة والخصال الكريمة. That there are some very important and tremendous etiquettes of going to sleep mentioned in Islam. والتي يترتب على محافظته عليها وعنايته بها آثار حميدة عديدة. And there are many great virtues for the one who guards over the supplications and makes sure he reads them. وَمِنْ ذَلِكَ مَا ثَبَتَ فِي الصَّحِيحَيْنِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ الْبَرَاءِ ابن عازب رضي الله عنهما قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أتيت مضجعك فتوضأ وضوءك للصلاة. That when you go to bed, then you should make wudu, like the wudu you make for prayer. Just like you make wudu for prayer, when going to bed, make wudu. ثم اضجع على شقك الأيمن. Then lie down on your right side. Then lie down on your right side. Thummaqul, then say, Allahumma inni aslamtu nafsi ilayka wa wajjahtu wajhi ilayk. Then say, oh Allah, I submit myself to you and I turn my face to you. I submit myself to you and I turn my face to you. وَفَوَّضْتُ أَمْرِي إِلَيْكَ And I put my affairs back to you. I delegate my affairs to you. وَأَلْجَأْتُ ظَهْرِي إِلَيْكَ And I seek refuge in you, protection in you, I resort to you. رَغْبَةً وَرَهْبَةً إِلَيْكَ In love for Allah and also in fear. لَا مَلْجَأَ وَلَا مَنْجَأَ مِنْكَ إِلَّا إِلَيْكَ There is no shelter. No salvation from you except to you. 
آمَنْتُ بِكِتَابِكَ الَّذِي أَنزَلْتِ I believe in the book that you have revealed. وَبِنَبِيِّكَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلْتِ And in the Prophet that you have sent. فَإِنْ مُتَّ مِنْ لَيْلَتِكَ مُتَّ وَأَنْتَ عَلَى الْفِطْرَةِ So if you die on that night, you die and you are upon the natural disposition, upon Tawheed. min kalamik, And make those words, this dua, your last words. Al faradadtuhunna فَقُلْتُ آمَنْتُ بِرَسُولِكَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلْتِ قَالَ لَا وَبِنَبِيِّكَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلْتِ So Al-Bara ibn Azib says, after the Prophet ﷺ taught him this dua, he said I was repeating it to try and remember it. After the Prophet ﷺ taught him this dua, he said I was repeating it to try and remember it and he said I was saying آمَنْتُ بِرَسُولِكَ أَلَّذِي أَرْسَلْتِ that section of the dua I believe in the messenger that you have sent and the Prophet said to him no وَبِنَبِيِّكَ أَلَّذِي أَرْسَلْتِ in the Prophet that you sent so that is all mentioned in the narration how Al-Bara ibn Azib was then trying to practice it after the Prophet taught him and then he made a mistake in one of the words and the Prophet ﷺ corrected him. فَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ الْعَظِيمِ يَشْتَمِلْ عَلَى بَعْضِ الْآدَابِ الَّتِي يَحْسُنُ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَيْهَا عِنْدَ نَوْمِهِ so this hadith, it includes some of the etiquettes that a Muslim needs to guard over, some etiquettes that a Muslim needs to learn and practice before going to sleep. وَقَدْ أَرْشَدَ صلى الله عليه وسلم أول ما أرشد في هذا الحديث من أوى إلى فراشه أن يتوضأ وضوءه للصلاة. So now going through all of this narration, you notice the first thing that this hadith mentioned about the etiquettes of going to sleep was that you should make wudu when going to sleep, that you should make wudu before going to sleep as one of the etiquettes of going to sleep. وَذَلِكَ لِيَكُونَ عِنْدَ النَّوْمِ عَلَىٰ أَكْمَلِ أَحْوَالِهِ And that is so that at the time of going to sleep you are upon the best state that you can be. And the best state is of course that you are upon purification and wudu. وَهِيَ الطَّهَارَةَ And that is purification. For you to go to sleep upon purification, that is the best state. 
وليكون ذكره لله عز وجل عند نومه على حال الطهارة and also that would mean that all these supplications we've been talking about that you do before going to sleep you would be doing them all upon a state of purification then which is good and that's better than not being upon purification doing all those du'as, reading all those supplications and you are upon a state of purification then that is superior وَهِيَ الْحَالُ الْأَكْمَلِ لِلْمُسْلِمِ and that is the best state for a Muslim that he be upon the state of purification and wudu when doing that remembrance of Allah The second point mentioned in this narration was that after you've gone and made the wudu first then you come now to the bed you lie down how? On your right side. To lie down on your right hand side. Then, ثم أرشد وهي أكمل أحوال المسلم في نومه. That is the best state for a Muslim when going to sleep to be sleeping on the right side to be sleeping on the right side and in fact Ibn al-Qayyim I think it was Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala spoke about this topic of sleeping on the right side sleeping on the left side I believe it was Ibn al-Qayyim in one of his books and he said one of the problems with sleeping on your left side is that your heart is on the left side and that pressure on that way on your left side is not good for your body in that way and it makes for a deeper type of sleep which makes it problematic awakening fajr etc you mentioned some points about the issues of sleeping on the left hand side so anyway here we know it is sunnah to sleep on the right hand side so the Prophet ﷺ said that the person should lie down on his right hand side. Then, after you've made the wudu, you've now come and lie down on your right hand side. So you're upon purification, you're on your right hand side, you're in that good state, then you start making the actual supplication. In calling upon Allah with this dua. وَالْأَذْكَارِ لِيَكُونَ ذَلِكَ أَكْمَلَ لَهُ فِي مُنَاجَاتِهِ لِرَبِّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَدُعَاهِ إِيَّا One of the things that is important the Shaykh mentions for this dua and for all of the duas is that a person understands the meanings of them. The Shaykh says something that a Muslim needs to pay attention to is the issue of 
knowing the meanings of what these du'as and supplications are. Because that's when the impact will really occur for a Muslim. When he knows what he's reading, what the meanings of these great du'as are, that's when the impact will really occur and him calling upon Allah will really have that impact for him. So the Shaykh mentions it's important a Muslim gives time and importance to this issue of knowing the meanings and learning the meanings. That's how the dua works, the impact of the dua. If a person is just reading these things not having a clue what they really mean, then the impact isn't there. It's not the same impact, it's not the, the intended meaning. وَعِنْدَمَا نَتَأَمَّلْ هَذَا الدُّعَاءَ الْعَظِيمِ الْوَارِدِ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ نَجِدُ أَنَّهُ اشْتَمَلَ مِنَ الْمَعَانِ الْجَلِيلَةِ وَالْمَقَاصِدِ الْعَظِيمَةِ عَلَى جَانِبٍ عَظِيمٍ يَحْسُنُ بِالْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَكُونَ مُسْتَحْضَرًا لَهَا عِنْدَ نَوْمِهِ When we think about this particular dua, then you will notice there are a tremendous amount of meanings in this particular dua. There are a tremendous amount of meanings within this particular dua, a tremendous amount of the great virtues in this particular dua. And that is the point, that when you're doing this dua before sleeping, you're thinking about all of these great virtues and great tremendous points in this dua. So what are they? It says, Allahumma inni aslamtu nafsi ilayka. Oh Allah, I submit myself to you. Hey, innani qad raditu tamam al-rida an takuna nafsi tahta mashi'atik. The meaning of that? That, O oh Allah, I submit myself to you, is that you recognize and you are happy and you are completely satisfied with having yourself under the will of Allah. Knowing that you are under the will of Allah. Submitting to the will of Allah. That's what it is. That I submit myself to you, meaning I submit myself to your will, I submit myself to your decree. That you will do with me, with my soul, as you will. And you will decree upon it, meaning my soul, upon me, as you will. So you will decree upon my soul as you will in terms of releasing it or keeping it. Because at night when a person sleeps, we know about the narration, the soul, it exits. Some of them <coughs> Allah releases back. Some of them are kept. The ones that are kept, they are the ones who die in their sleep. So now when you say, Allahumma inni aslam tu nafsi ilayk, that I submit myself, my soul to you, meaning that I am under your will, you do and decree as you will with my soul, whether you keep it or whether you release it and send it back. I am completely under the submission of your will and your decree. 
So you go to sleep saying that, knowing that, having iman in that. Because you recognize that Allah is the one بِيَدِهِ مَقَالِيدُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ That in the hands of Allah are the, uh, the controls of everything in the heavens and the earth. وَنَوَاصِلِ عِبَادِ جَمِيعِهِمْ مَعْقُودَ بِقَضَائِكَ وَقَدَرِكَ تَقْضِي فِيهِمْ بِمَا أَرَدْتِ All of us, we are all under the will of Allah, under the decree of Allah. And Allah decrees upon us whatever He wills. And rules upon us with whatever He wills. تَحْكُمُ فِيهِمْ بِمَا تَشَاءُ لَا رَجَّ لِقَضَائِكَ وَلَا مُعَقِّبَ لِحُكْمِكَ There is nobody who can prevent the decree of Allah, stop it. Nobody can stop it or prevent it. And nobody can try and change or alter or do anything to the rulings of Allah that are decreed. So you begin that dua by saying, Oh Allah, I submit my soul to you. I submit myself to you. Then, وَفَوَّضْتُ أَمْرِي إِلَيْكَ That I um, submit my affair, I delegate my affair, and trust my affair to you. That I put my affairs in your control. فَوَضْتُ أَمْرِي إِلَيْكَ I declare my affair, my affairs, my, my, my life, everything to you. I declare it to you, I delegate it to you, I entrust it in you. Meaning everything that happens to me, whatever's going to be decreed to me, whatever my situations are, my circumstances are, I leave them under your control. All of that is under your control. So that is an indication of your absolute trust and dependence in Allah. Your absolute trust and dependence in Allah. Knowing that nothing can occur except by the will and the power of Allah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. There is no might, no power except by the will of Allah. Then... وَأَلْجَأْتُ ظَهْرِي إِلَيْكَ That I resort to you. Meaning I put my affairs of trust, safety, security in your control. I resort to you, I seek refuge in you. أَيْ أَسْنَدْتُهُ إِلَى حِفْظِكَ وَرِعَايَتِكَ لِمَا عَلِمْتُ أَنَّهُ لَا سَنَدْتُ that I put my affairs, my protection, my guardianship, my preservation under your control. Knowing that there is no preservation otherwise if it is not by you. So knowing that your safety, your security, your preservation, everything, it is in the control of Allah. So you affirm that this is to Allah. Because without the protection of Allah, the protection of anybody else will not benefit you. 
without the protection of Allah, the protection of anyone else will not benefit you. وفي هذا إشارة إلى افتقار العبد إلى الله جل وعلا في شأنه كله في نومه ويقظته وحركته وسكونه وسائر أحواله And in this statement when you say that I resort to you I take refuge in you seek my protection and preservation in you then that is an indication that you are placing all of your affair asleep, awake, whatever your circumstance, all of your movement, non-movement, out, inside, everything is under the protection of Allah, under the guardianship of Allah. Then you say, رَغْبَةً وَرَهْبَةً إِلَيْكَ That I say everything I've just said, and I am raghib and rahib, meaning that I have a complete desire for your virtue and your blessing upon me, to bestow upon me these supplications that you are making. That I have complete desire for the acceptance from you in these supplications, in these affairs that you bless upon me. But also that I am rahib in fear of falling into your anger or that which uh, angers Allah, displeases Allah. So you recognize that balance. You are in desire for the virtue and the blessing of Allah, but you're also in fear that you may end up with some of your actions in the anger of Allah. So you balance that fear and hope, as we always mention. And that's in the Qur'an. إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا يُسَارِعُونَ فِي الْخَيْرَاتِ وَيَدْعُونَنَا رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا وَكَانُوا لَنَا خَاشِعِينَ That they were hastening to us in goodness and calling upon us رَغَبًا وَرَهَبًا With that uh, desire and also with that fear. Hmm? Or that Al-Anbiya, Ayah 90. Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah number 90. Then you say, La malja'a wa la manja'a minka illa ilayka. That there is no other resort no other salvation from you except in you. There is nobody else who can protect me, nowhere else I can run to, nowhere else I can find shelter. There is no other safety or security or salvation except in you, except in Allah. Allah is the one who will provide that safety, security, salvation. Nobody else can provide that. أي لا ملاذ ولا مهرب ولا مخلص من عقوبتك إلا بالفزع إليك والاعتماد عليك. There is no place to run to, no place to get safe from your punishment. Nowhere you can get away from the punishment of Allah. The only resort, the only salvation is in Allah. That you return back to Allah, 
and you put your trust in Allah and you make dua to Allah and you're obedient and you seek forgiveness, that is the only salvation. There is no other salvation anywhere else from the punishment of Allah. That's why Allah says in the Quran, So flee to Allah. Do not flee anywhere else. Flee to Allah. Adhariyat, ayah number 50. Then you say after that, Amantu bikitabika alladhi anzalta wa binabiyyika alladhi arsalta. That I believe in your book which you revealed and in your prophet that you sent. Meaning that I believe in the great book, the Qur'an, which has come and there is no falsehood before it or behind it, to the side of it. Meaning there is no falsehood upon it whatsoever. The revelation from Allah that is absolute truth. Amantu, I believe in that. Wa'aqrartu, and I acknowledge that. Annahu wahyuka. That it is your revelation. That it is your revelation. Ala abdika wa rasulika nabiyina Muhammad Believe and acknowledge absolutely that it is your revelation. Upon your servant and your messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa annahu mushtamilun ala al-haq. وَالْهُدَى وَالنُّورِ And that it is inclusive of the truth and guidance and light. وَآمَنْتُ كَذَلِكَ بِنَبِيِّكَ الَّذِي أَرْسَلْتَ وَهُوَ مُحَمَّدٍ And I believe also in the messenger that you sent, in the prophet that you sent, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then you say, Alladhi arsalta, I believe in the Prophet that you sent, meaning sent to all of mankind. The Prophet that has been sent to all of mankind to bring that guidance, to bring that revelation, to bring the people out of darkness into light, to bring them out of the darkness being astray, Worshipping multiple deities, coming to the worship of Allah alone, the one creator, the one Lord, without any partners or any associates or any helpers. Say, He is Allah, the one. Then you say, Fa'in Mutta. Or it is said in the narration then, if you then die, Mutta ala al fitrah then you will have died upon your natural disposition, which is meaning Islam. If you die then upon those statements, you have died upon Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ said, make these words your final words before going to sleep. Make these words your final words before going to sleep. وَفِي قَوْلِ النَّبِيِّ 
Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lilbara Lama raddada addu'a amamahu min ajli istithkari La wa bi nabiyyika alladhi arsalt And the fact that at the end of the narration what happened Albara ibn Azib was then trying to practice this dua he just learned from the Prophet and he made a mistake in it and he said Amantu bi rasulika alladhi arsalt I believe in the messenger that you have sent but the Prophet had actually worded it as Amantu bi nabiyika alladhi arsalt I believe in the Prophet that you have sent that highlights that these duas you have to be accurate in the wordings and how you read them as they are. You have to be accurate in the wording because when Al-Bara was memorizing it then and he accidentally said the word Rasul instead of the word Nabi, the Prophet ﷺ corrected him and told him, no, Nabi. So this shows you have to be careful with the wordings of these duas, learn them properly and accurately so that you can read the duas properly. فَهَذَا دُعَاءٌ عَظِيمٌ يَنْبَغِي عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يُحَافِظَ عَلَيْهِ عِنْدَ نَوْمِهِ وَيَتَأَمَّلَ فِي دَلَالَاتِهِ الْعَظِيمَةِ وَمَعَانِيهِ الْجَلِيلَةِ So this is a dua that every Muslim has to uh, guard over and preserve when he goes to sleep and to uh, make sure that he understands the meanings of لِيَظْفَرَ بِعَظِيمِ مَوْعُودِ اللَّهِ so that the Muslim can then reap the rewards and be victorious with that great promise of Allah. For the one who guards over this supplication, the one who reads this supplication, لِمَنْ حَافَظَ عَلَيْهِ وَعْتَنَا بِهِ وَاللَّهَ الْكَرِيمَ نَسْأَلَهُ وَاللَّهَ الْكَرِيمَ نَسْأَلُ أَنْ يُوَفَّقَنَا وَإِيَّاكُمْ لِلْمُحَافَظَةِ عَلَيْهِ وَالْعِنَايَ بِهِ that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy upon us to memorize and learn and practice and read this dua regularly every night before going to sleep. So that is another one of the supplications for sleep. The next one, also from the supplications of sleep, when going to sleep, it is mentioned this particular supplication that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to regularly read it when going to sleep and when waking up. This is one of those, it was done when going to sleep but also when waking up. It's mentioned in Sahih Al-Bukhari from the Hadith of Hudayfa Ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu from the hadith of Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhu that he said kana al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha arada an yanama qal that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted to go to sleep then he would say Bismika Allahumma amutu wa ahya. That in your name, O oh Allah, I die and I live. Wa idha staqadha min manamihi qal. 
And when he would wake up from sleeping, he would say, Alhamdulillahilladhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhi nushur. That all praise is due to Allah, the one who brought us back to life after he made us die, and to him is the return. Brought us back to life after dying, because when you go to sleep, your soul separates from your body, and then it returns back for the ones whom Allah allows their souls to return back. So you say, all praise is due to Allah that we are alive, the soul has come back after we were dead, after the soul was separated during the sleep. And to him will be the return. So here, Bismikallahumma. In your name, O Allah. Bismika. The ba means al isti'ana again. That I seek aid and help and assistance. In you, O Allah. I seek aid and help and assistance from you. When you say Bismillah, that's what it means. When you say Bismillah in the name of Allah, that means I am seeking aid and assistance in Allah. That's the meaning of in the name of Allah, i.e. that I am seeking aid and assistance from Allah. And whatever you're going to be doing. So in this dua, you begin with that. In your name, O Allah. Meaning, even when you're going to sleep, that in your name, O Allah, meaning I seek aid and assistance in you, O Allah, in going to sleep, in being preserved and guarded whilst asleep, in being protected whilst asleep. So you do that in the name of Allah, going to sleep in the name of Allah, hoping for the protection and the preservation and the guardianship of Allah over you whilst you sleep. And then you say, Amutu wa ahya, I die and I live. In your name, O Allah, I die and I live. That you die by the command of Allah, the decree when it occurs. And you live by the decree and the command of Allah as long as it is decreed for you. And nobody knows when death will come upon them. Nobody knows when that time will be, where that location will be, they are from the details of the unseen that are known to Allah only. So you say in your name, I die and I live. And the meaning of I die in your name, like we said, because when you sleep, the soul is separated from the body. And that is known as al-wafat as-suhra, the minor death. The books of Aqidah, etc., they refer to that as the minor death because the soul separates from the body whilst you sleep and then it returns again to the person after waking up. So, in your name, I die and I live, and that is said when going to sleep. But when waking up, you say, Alhamdulillah, <coughs> that all praise is due to Allah, the one who brought us back to life after uh, placing death upon us, and to him is the return. Because now then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has returned that soul back to you, returned your soul back to you, and so you continue upon that life, and therefore you praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
by his great endowment upon you, he has bestowed upon you al-minna al-jazima, that he has given you this life back whilst you were technically dead when sleeping, that your soul was exited from your body. Also, there are a few other etiquettes mentioned around this here now, around the issue of going to bed. One of the etiquettes is mentioned in the hadith of Abu Huraira in Al-Bukhari Muslim. When you go to bed, you should uh, dust it out, shake it around. You should dust it out, your duvet, shake it around, because you don't know what may be within it or what may have come upon it in your absence. So you shake that, you dust it, you shake it before going into bed and that is from the etiquettes of sleeping that you should do that before going into the bed and then you say Bismika Rabbi wa da'atu jambi wa bika arfa'u that in your name Allah I put my side down and with you in your name by your aid assistance I will raise it up I will arise in amsakta nafsi farhamha if you keep my soul then have mercy upon it وَإِنْ أَرْسَلْتَهَا فَاحْفَظْهَا And if you let it go, send it back and I'm awake, then guard it. Guard me. Preserve me. بِمَا تَحْفَظُ بِهِ عِبَادَكَ الصَّالِحِينَ With that type of guardianship that you give to your righteous servants. Similarly in Sahih Muslim, Ah, I don't know of that. Allah alam. Maybe if it comes across, we'll see it. I don't know. <coughs> there is another one here, it mentions Allahumma khalaqta nafsi Oh Allah, you created me, my soul Wa anta tawaffaha And you will give it death Laka mamatuha wa mahyaha To you belongs its death and its life In ahyaytaha fahadha If you give it life, let it live, then guard it, preserve it Wa ina mattaha faghfir laha And if you kill it, it dies then have, mercy, have forgiveness upon it. Allahumma as'aluka al-afiyah. Oh Allah, I ask you for safety and protection. So then a man said, min Umar? Did you hear this from Umar? Because the narrator of this hadith is Abdullah ibn Umar. So the man says to Abdullah, did you hear this from Umar? Faqal min khayrin min Umar. Min Rasulillahi sallallahu he mentions that the chain does go up to Umar from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So these are some of the etiquettes and some of the mannerisms of the going to sleep. They all indicate your trust and your reliance in Allah. The fact that you are submitting yourself to Allah recognizing that he is the one who gives death, who gives life, recognizing that he is the one who has control over your soul, whether it is returned back to you or not, you affirm all of these great understandings when going to sleep, and you ask Allah to have mercy upon you if your soul is kept, and to have preservation for you, God, you preserve you if your soul is left, and you continue to live, 
This is the type of thing a person needs to remember and recognize at the time of going to sleep and to make these du'as and ask for this forgiveness and ask for this mercy. <coughs> we'll round off on that particular one. There's another one more coming yet about the supplications of the sleep. A few more coming in fact yet. And then it's going to come up to what happens if you suddenly wake up from sleeping. Imagine you suddenly wake up from sleeping. Like in the middle of the night or something, you suddenly wake up. Then is there anything particular you can read at that time? There are some narrations, we're going to come across those as well. Any questions up to that point then? Uh, you have to say it in the way that it's been mentioned because of that previous narration when the Al-Bara ibn Azib mixed up Rasul with Nabi. He was corrected. So you should say the way that it is subs uh, prescribed. In the, in the order it's prescribed, do it in that order. <coughs> Remember also, what's the date today? Today is uh, 15. 22 next week, class is on as normal. Then the week after that, in fact, no classes are on. No problem. It's on, I forgot the conference is midweek. 25, 26, I thought it was going to be weekend. No problem, classes are on as usual. Oh. Go on. The Imam is leading the Salah. You thought it's Asr time? No, you should have said Subhanallah. <coughs> but okay. <coughs> so the Imam starts the prayer and he thinks it's Asr time. Yeah, yeah. So he's made the intention for Asr prayer. And he's praying his Asr prayer. Then he's reminded about the reading and then he realizes it's Maghrib prayer. So now he's changed his intention from Asr to Maghrib in the middle of the prayer. That situation is detailed situation on one occasion I heard one of uh, Sheikh Ali Nasr al-Faqihi on one occasion I heard not the Imam situation somebody in the congregation that happening to him that he comes and joins the Maghrib and he thinks it's Asr then when they sit down after the second and they sit down on the third and then he realizes wait okay Maghrib not Asr in the middle of the prayer he realizes it's Maghrib but he came and joined Asr thinking it's Asr the Sheikh said your prayer is okay for him but it is a bit different for the one behind the prayer to the one Imam. The situation could be different. We'll have to investigate what the scholars mentioned, what to do in that situation. An Imam comes and leads and he's got an intention for a different prayer. Allah alam, we'll have to look into it more. For the Ma'moom, it's not a problem. If he did that, you came and joined thinking Asr, then you realize Maghrib. You carry on praying with the Imam, finish after three rakat, give salam, it's okay. But for the Imam, we'll have to look then. We'll see if there's a fatwa on what to do in that situation. So then the Imam, the first raka'ah doesn't count for the Imam. First raka'ah, he's not prayed it. He forgot the Fatiha, he just stayed silent or he went to the surah straight away or something. And that raka'ah doesn't count. It will, it will have to be, he has to add one raka'ah at the end. He's going to have to add one raka'ah at the end. He has to get up, add a raka'ah and then do his prostrations. And everybody uh, should follow. But it's a complicated situation there now. Because now imagine it's Asr for example and in the first raka'ah the Imam forgot the Fatiha so he has to get up and pray one more raka'ah at the end. People are going to start saying 
Subhanallah, Subhanallah, because they think he's made a mistake and he's praying his fifth rak'ah. Really, the Imam knows he hasn't made a mistake. He knows he's getting up now because he's got to make up the rak'ah he forgot the fatiha in. So he knows he's not making a mistake. But everybody, obviously, are going to think he's just making a mistake. So some scholars, they say in that situation, everybody else should stay sitting down. Don't get up. Just stay. Don't give salam. Just stay. Let him do the rak'ah. He comes, finishes, sits down. Give salam. Give salam with him. Don't get up. They say, why are you getting up? Four rak'at, you've prayed four rak'at, haram to pray five when asr is four. If you're aware of what's going on. But some scholars, they say, you should get up with him. Just in case this situation is what's happening. Most of the time, most, it will probably be the imam forgot. But what if it's this situation? Then in that case, how do you know? So that's why some scholars say you should get up. If the imam, that situation happens, you assume he's forgotten and he's made a mistake. But what if it's something like this? What if that's the reason he's getting up? Then in that case, you should just always get up with the imam and pray the, the last one as well. But other scholars say no. How can you pray five rak'at for asr when you know what you're doing, everything, intention, you can't pray five. You stay sitting. He's forgotten, he can get up and do the last one, and then you give salam together. So you have difference of opinion on that situation. What, what the people have to do. Imam has to get up, pray one more if he's forgot the fatiha. Alright, we'll have to leave it there. Carry on next week, inshallah, at 7 p.m. again.